Welcome to the Girl Gang Craft Podcast, where we dive in deep to all things business, wellness, creativity, and activism for artists and entrepreneurs. We talk with impactful, female-driven companies and founders for an inside look at the entrepreneurial experience, where you'll come away with tangible steps to elevate your business. Are you ready? I'm your host, Phoebe Sherman, founder of Girl Gang Craft, artist and designer and marketing obsessed. We're here to learn together how to expand our revenue, implement new organizational techniques, and cultivate best business practices as we work towards creating a life doing what we love. Let's get started. Hello, creatives. Phoebe here. Before we get started today on this amazing conversation with our good friend, Lysandra, I just want to give a little personal update. So if you follow me personally on my Instagram or on the GGC Instagram where you get our emails, you might already know this, but I do want to talk about it here. Personal update. I am moving to Salem, Mass. Really exciting. My partner and I are moving there. You know, a little background. His family is from the East Coast and I've been in the Bay Area basically my whole life. I grew up here. I went to college in Santa Cruz and I landed in Oakland. So yeah, I'm ready to try something new. I love Oakland. This place has been uh, so just, there's just so many layers to how amazing this place has been. Obviously it has been a potent place for this business. The creative community has really welcomed me with open arms here and yeah, I, I'm going to miss it so much. A lot of my friends are here, my family's here, but I'm ready to try something new. I'm ready to explore the East Coast. So at the time of this podcast, I will be, yeah, like a week or two out from moving. What does that mean for GGC? Everything's going to continue. So all of our Oakland events will continue for next year. I will be flying out for the foreseeable future. And it means that we're going to start to build on the East Coast. So that is really exciting. And of course, we will keep our podcast up. We will keep up all our online infrastructure, like the Click membership and Level Up Academy. At the time of this podcast, Level Up Academy is coming right up around the corner. So really excited to be able to hold space for that. That enrollment period should be open early September and The first class for that is late September. If you don't know what Level Up Academy is, it's our six-week course. We dive, I wasn't even planning on talking about this, but we'll talk about it. We dive into brand identity, brand story, email marketing, social media marketing, content, content batching, showing up on video, showing up for IRL events and virtual events. So It's a really expansive program designed to level up your business. Plus, of course, like everything we do, it's really embedded in community, really a beautiful space to grow with other creatives. Anyways, level up, back to me moving. Yeah, I'm just really excited. So thank you, Oakland. Thank you for being such a beautiful, nurturing, passionate, creative, politically savvy activist space. And I'm so grateful to have lived here for eight years, eight years. So, but I'm excited to start building in Salem and dive into that witchy community. I'm available for questions about this. If you have any questions for me or any tips, or if you are a Boston or 
Mass or a New Hampshire maker, right? If you're in that area, please let me know. I'd love to connect and looking forward to having events out there in the future. Hey, small biz owners, we'd love to work with you. We are currently offering six partnership tiers for small businesses in our community that will help you boost exposure and tap into our our diverse audience of small biz lovers. Our options are varied to meet your needs and include newsletter features, Instagram story takeovers, and podcast commercials. So this is a great opportunity to partner with us before we launch our applications for our 2021 holiday gift guide on September 29th, save the date, for our pricing sheet on our community partnership offerings email us at hello at girlgangcraft.com. So especially if you want to hear about your business here on the podcast, we'd love to offer some podcast commercial slots for you all. So again, if you have any questions, if you want our pricing sheet, you get a special price as a small business. We don't offer the same prices to you guys and some of our big partners. So they are discounted community partnership rates. Email us at hello at girlgangcraft.com if you want to hear about your business right here on the podcast. Hello, creatives. Welcome to Girl Gang Craft, the podcast. Really excited today. We have Lysandra Vasquez on the podcast. So a couple things I want to say about her. First off, she is re-recording with me because, you know, pre-retrograde, we lost three whole interviews. So that was a drag, but you know, you have to, you have to come back and Lysandra has agreed to re-record. So I think we'll even have a better program for you all because we'll be more succinct and deliver you all of the beautiful knowledge that you could soak in about. We're going to talk about video and social media, of course, but Lysandra is a good friend of mine. She's a fellow Virgo. If you've been to a GGC craft fair, you've maybe gotten your aura photo taken from her. And she's also done headshots at our small biz summit in person in Oakland. She's spoken on panels. She's taught a TikTok member workshop. Basically, she's been very involved in our community. She's friends with Shirley. If you know Shirley Johnson, also very involved in our community. And so she made this delicious intro. I'm not going to read your bio, Lysandra. Do you want to introduce yourself? <laughs> yeah. I mean, everything that you said is is correct. I love Girl Gang Craft. I've come, I don't even know, I've basically come to most of them with the exception of this last one. Maybe I missed the first one, but our friend Shirley introduced us and I went from just bringing my aura booth there one time. And then I saw the power of the girl gang craft community. And I just kept coming back for more because everybody in the community is so amazing. And of course the pandemic shifted my business to a very different thing, but I feel like that's commonplace with a lot of us. We've had to pivot. And then now, which is weird that we're talking is like, what do we do afterwards? Cause we can go back to events and we can't do that, but do we want to, and how does life look like now? So that's what, I mean, that's what I'm going through as a business owner, entrepreneur, and I'm sure that a lot of people are doing the same thing as well. Yes. And so you recently, you're from, you've been in LA for the past 13 years and just moved to Atlanta. I did. I just made the big cross country move to Atlanta. I've been here for like two months now. So I'm very new, very fresh. But I'm excited because it's a new new energy. I was ready to make a change, especially after the pandemic. 
and I have like one of my primary clients is here. It's a, it's a metaphysical store, monomistic shop, and I run their social media now, which is great because I used to do aura pop-ups there. So I'm very familiar with them and their audience as well. So let's talk about auraology. Mm-hmm. So what is auraology? Tell us about that. So Orology is a company that I started about three years ago, a little over three years ago now, which is the intention behind the company was to capture people's aura, their energy field with this specific gear that I had, this biofeedback technology that creates a color representation of the energy that you're putting out into the world. And the reason why I called it Orology is because I knew that it was going to be a learning process for everybody and that it was always going to be growing. And then I wanted to educate people on energy just as much as I wanted to show them like a cute picture of like them with colors. I wanted to make sure that they were educated on A, what their aura was saying about them, but then what they could do about it if they wanted to shift something in their life and in their energy field. So that's why I started Orology and I started doing pop-ups, growing like pops in marketplace like Growing craft in stores like Modern Mystic or weddings, <laughs> weddings, corporate events. We're doing pop-up based business, which anybody who has a pop-up based business knows that it's pretty hard. It's a difficult life when you're packing up shop and you're packing it in your car and driving the distances that you have to do. So I was a weekend-based, event-based business, and I loved it. It was great. And one of the things that did come out of that for me, other than like, obviously meeting great people. I had a wonderful time. I'm got to sharpen and actually step into like my energy reading skills and have those really amazing, like vulnerable experiences with people in the booth. But I also proved that I could grow a business online, which that was like the back end version of the thing. I was like, okay, cool. I could grow this business online, get a following and just do it pretty much through Instagram. Okay. So backing up, what is an aura? Okay. So an aura is the energetic, it's the energetic field around any organism, essentially like crystals have an energy field, people, animals, everyone has an energetic field around them. And when I capture the human aura with my, with my gear, you put your hand on a sensor that has biofeedback technology. And that takes the energy that you're emitting from your meridian points through the acupressure points of your hand. And it gives us a color interpretation of what's happening with your energy field that was calibrated by color seeing psychics. And so how do you read an aura? (laughs) I read it. Well, essentially like the aura gear will give you Okay. So the right-hand side, you can read it by like the right-hand side is your masculine side. Left-hand side is your feminine side. Then you have the right is your past top is present left side. Again, is the future and depending and every color is different. So depending on what color is in that spot and the vibrancy of that color, that's how I, it's like, it's like tarot. If you're, if anybody here reads tarot or astrology, reading an aura and the, knowing the colors, it's like a language. And so I just learned the language of the aura and I use that to interpret it. But with that being the basic map of how you can interpret the thing. And then I, I go off on what I see there. So can you predict someone's aura? Sometimes I can, like, I don't know. It's I have before, but then I'm also wrong sometimes. I don't know. Cause I think my human brain like my, and sometimes I'm like doing a bunch of readings all day. And I think my 
my ego thinks that I'd be right instead of like really sitting in there and like feeling the person. And when you're doing five minute appointments, you're not really like allowing yourself to get into it when you're it's like, I don't know if you do like, but when you're like introducing, when people walk into the booth, I'm like, hi, how are you? Can you have a seat? And I'm doing the pleasantries instead of really like getting locked in, which is what I allow myself to do when we're actually doing the reading. So sometimes I'm right. Sometimes I'm not, but it always, I know that the readings are always what they're meant to be, which is probably the most fun part for me. Do you ever get nervous giving someone a reading, like telling them something, some hard truth well, or something? Yeah. I won't say who it was, but I did meet with like a really famous actor once. And he, he came in with his like girlfriend or whoever at the time. And then he, I did like they're separately. And then they did a couple's one too. And he was like, so what do you think? And it was like, it was like dark red. I was like, this is not a good match. They probably fight a lot, but I was nervous to say that. So I was like, this is passionate. <laughs> I'm like, you can do whatever you'd like. And then like, when he was like coming out of the tent, he looked back at me. He's like, what do you think? And I'm like, and he's like, should I run? I was like, yeah. So I'm like, no, but I mean, do you boo? But yeah, so I get nervous when people, but I guess that that was the only time because he asked me my opinion, but I don't get nervous because it is what it is. Like I'm not, I'm not making it up. It's, the data is right there. So, so let's talk about growth of auras. So mm-hmm. can auras change like even every minute, depending on what like mood you're in, or is it more long-term or how does like that the, work? I think of like auras changing, like I do like your physical body almost. Cause it's like your energetic field is an extension of your physical body. So if you're, it all depends on how much work and how much energy you're putting into feeding your body. So if you're doing like, for example, if you were to go to like a weekend retreat, you're and doing some concentrated energy work and like really resting, you're going to shift your aura and your energy field much more quickly than you would if it was just like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and you're going about your normal day. So that's like the, you're putting fuel on it. And then, so it can change. I don't think it changes minute to minute, not for most people, but it depends. There's some people that I have seen that have very consistent energy fields that are like one, one or two solid colors. And then I've seen people that are like, like a rainbow. Everyone, that's what I love about it too, is that it's, so everyone's is so different. It's like a thumbprint and everyone's is no one's will change the exact same amount. Like mine might change more often than you, than the next person's or whatever. It just, it's all individual because we can all choose our own adventure. Okay. So do you want to read my auras? Mm-hmm. And so this was the very first aura reading that you gave me. Yeah. So We'll post this. We'll post this on the on the summary and on the grid and all the good yeah. stuff. This one was Classic Cars West, the first time I met you. Yeah. And then this one was I maybe not December. I don't think this was December of 2019. I think this was probably spring of 2019. Yeah, 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 yeah. We were definitely That's Scottish, my guess. right? Yeah, we were at um, Scottish, right? So we'll post these. Yeah. So with both of these images you'll see that on her left side, she has like this magenta energy. That's what she gives out into the world in her recent past. Magenta is like the independent nonconformist, like gregarious, like this is like a people person energy, which but, is what- but So it's my right though, right? Yeah. Left side of the photo, right side of the body. Okay. 
Great, great, great. Stage but, left. Yeah. <laughs> Stage left. But that's what you're put like you're putting to the world and what you're giving and what you recently experienced. And you see how like on both of them, there's a little bit of white around it. Whenever I see white, that's very significant around those. That means that it's divinely guided or divinely protected. And that's just something that you have like innately it's like a, a divine gift that you have. It's your gift, your gift of gab, your, your personality, your ability to really like be present with people. And then for with both of these, which is interesting, is that the first one that we did, you have more gold and yellow, more yellowy, because there's a difference between a golden and a lemon yellow. It's more lemon yellowy coming in with some green. Lemon yellow is going to be your intellect. And it's also that third chakra, which is, which is that wisdom. So I would say when you're beginning, when you're beginning all these things, you're definitely more in your head and being like strategic. And with that green energy, it's also green is the heart chakra, but it's also growth. It's money. It's abundance. It's that just anything like growth related. And so then when we go to the one, then we flash forward a couple of years, you have way more turquoise and you have like more of that green gold energy And so that turquoise energy is your teacher, speaker, healer energy. And you see how it appears right on your throat chakra there. That's where you're developing, like flash forward to then you were starting to develop more of, you were already a yoga teacher, but now you're like more of a, like a speaker, a leader, like in the, in the community. So that's definitely reflected in your energy field. And you have more, you have more turquoise energy coming through, which is not a surprise. If we did it again, I'm sure you'd have even more. Yeah, I'm, I want to do it again. <laughs> we need a new for a checkup. We, uh, <laughs> I just had a dentist appointment today. We need we need yeah, a we need a, an aura checkup. Checkup, Ugh, a little aura cleaning. Okay, thank you for doing that. We'll put those up on the site somewhere. Yeah. Oh, there's your little mic. A little <laughs> okay, so you're not doing aura readings anymore, so people can't not, hit you up. Not at the moment. I might okay. pick them back up in sporadically for if there's an event that I want to do, but at the moment I'm not just because of a, how labor intensive it is and B it's emotional. Like I had to shut down the business a year ago and to open that back up is a lot. So let's talk about that, the pandemic. So when the pandemic started, what happened to your business and how did that evolution happened for you. And then somehow you end up in Atlanta. So tell us a little bit more about that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think even leading up to the pandemic, I was very tired and I was looking for, I really wanted a way to make my life more sustainable because being on the road every weekend just wasn't sustainable for my lifestyle for me to have be a normal person with a social life and not always be like tired from driving, like from Los Angeles, driving to Oakland, driving to all the way across the country to do a tour, which is fine. It was, I'm so grateful for it. I had a lot of fun. I did that for at least two years, but that's a lot of time to be living on a suitcase and especially and the costs If anybody who's listening as a business owner, you know that that ain't cheap. You have to drive. There's the cost of gas, food. I would have my friend Isabel help me with things. So there's a the cost of having her help me. And then, and then there's like booth fees, the things that people don't think about, like 
out taxes, every, like everything. So by the end of the, like, by the end of the day, like the margins were just like very, very slim, even though like we would have like an, and so I basically have to like, also like sell out every weekend in order to make a profit. So that was difficult. So then when the pandemic happened, it was a forced stop, like for everybody. And I was like, okay. And it was a sigh of relief because I'm like, okay, well, we're all stopping. That means that I can then figure out what will be more sustainable for me long-term. And I had created an online course before the pandemic to teach people how to do, to read auras and to work with that kind of like energy. But I was too tired to promote it (laughs) as we, as we all are, because we all wear like a thousand hats. We're like, I created the course. And then I like, if somebody else had done it, it would have been nice. Maybe I'll promote it eventually, but who knows? So I went across the country to be with my family during the pandemic because they had a house and then my friend Kelly Knight runs Modern, who owns Modern Mystic, she asked me if I would be interested in taking some photos for her website while I was in the South. And then I was like, okay, sure, of course. And because for those of you who don't know, I'm also <laughs> like, I'm also, I'm a trained professional photographer as well. So been doing that for years. So when I, we did that, it's in my wheelhouse metaphysical and all this stuff. So we did that. And then we just, I made the decision that once I started doing these products, I was like, okay, well, I'll turn my apartment in Los Angeles to a studio, the second bedroom. And I started focusing on creating uh, product-based content for both for Modern Mystic, but for other clients as well. But it was really... Um, Hannah also from Seasonal Steep. Shout out to her. <laughs> yeah. And it's been, I mean, like everybody, we had to be scrappy to figure out, did I shoot every product perfectly first? No, but I could figure it out really quickly because I, because I know what I'm doing and it allowed me to step into like a different work energy and I, I like it. And I don't know. And then from there, creating the photos for me is not as interesting as creating the photos and then strategizing how it goes out into the world. Since we're used to doing all of the things <laughs> we're used to doing, seeing it from start to finish. And so that's where around December, I was creating a bunch of different type of content for Modern Mystic, where it included like, it was for their book. We were creating a lot of stop motion stuff and this and that. By we, I mean me. I, I just, for some reason, like to use we, I don't know, but it's definitely just me. I was creating all this stuff for them. And she wanted some help with the social media. And I was like, I'll do it. (laughs) And from there, I had to develop a system of what I would charge for it. And that's hard when you've never really done that for somebody else before. Because how do you quantify your time? How do you figure out? So that was a whole process. And I know that that's a lot. Pricing is something that a lot of people struggle with, including myself included. I'm not always the best at, at that, but I did come up with a pricing structure that worked for me and that has worked for us. 
as an independent contractor and I have that primary client, but then I also work with other people as well. And that's what's kind of stopping me from going back to the on the road life. It's because I can do all my work from here. Well, thank you for sharing that full story. It's it's nice to see you on the other side of things too, because I remember us talking like when we were just like in it together with all of these transitions. So it's, it's really nice to see, you know, you're doing it. You're thriving. You like, you know, made this decision and you're doing it. You have to do it like one step at a time. I think when you make these big decisions, we're not big decisions. I think it's, it's, it's sad too. Because we all, and it's okay, I don't see moving on from orology, even though it like hurts my heart. And again, I might still pick it up because it's always available to me because it's mine. But like moving on from that is heartbreaking because like of the people that I met, of the thing I created, it is something that was really beautiful, but it's okay that that was a chapter and not the whole book. It's not a failure. It's a success. And if I decide to bring it back, I decide to bring it back, but I, it won't be the same as it was. It'll be invigorated. It'll be new and it'll have something, some sort of new elements if I do decide to do it. But I think that's, especially for a lot of business owners, we've had to pivot and change things or drop things. And it's, it's okay. And even, even now, like we were, I was mentioning before, but we were, we, now that we're like, I dare not say post pandemic, but you know, like. towards the end of this thing and we're able to be more outward in our businesses and being able to see people. So like, what do we want to reintroduce into our lives? That's something that we all have to ask ourselves. And I don't know. I don't know if I like, and it's okay if you don't have an answer because I don't have an answer, (laughs) but Yeah, we'll see. TBD. Yeah. I mean, I think the sustainability thing is a huge conversation that we've all been having. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm dealing with that myself too, because I was going, going, going through the pandemic even. Right. And so now that we're sort of over, you know, hopefully over this stuff too, like what does my day-to-day look like and how Mm -hmm. am I fulfilling myself outside my business? That's the whole conversation. (laughs) What am, who am I outside my business? How am I resting? How am I finding joy? You know, people, people have asked me what I do for fun. And I'm like, (laughs) I just stare at them blankly. And I'm like, fun. I work. Yeah. Yeah. I hear it. I'm like, and I like, I take pictures for fun, but I was like, but Lysandra, that's your work. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. And like, I think for me too, in my, in my youth of two years ago, I I was going out, you know, I was going to parties and hanging out and like, that's one wasn't possible during the pandemic. And two, like, I'm kind of not really in that anymore. Mm -hmm. What do we do for fun? (laughs) I don't know. And you, you know, went back or or trying to dip your toes and stand up comedy, which I think is beautiful. (laughs) Yeah. I want to do things that bring me joy and I want to I've given myself permission. So if anybody needs permission, I'm going to grant it to you. (laughs) Like to give yourself permission to drop the things that aren't serving you anymore. And it's okay, whether it's a person, whether it's a job, whether it's a thing, letting it go as gracefully as you can 
and trying something else out. And it's not going to be easy. Like me moving to Atlanta has not been like the most easy thing. We've had a lot of like interesting, not roadblocks, but interesting situations that have come up, but I know that I have to give it a chance. So, I mean, and, and I finding think, joy, does it, does it change your aura? Will finding joy change your aura? Finding <laughs> joy, back. It, it will change your energy field because <laughs> not being stagnant. And I feel like when I was in Los Angeles, I was not depressed. I mean, I was not like, I didn't hate, you know what I mean? I liked it and it was good, but it's like the kind of like, it kind of felt like I was... <laughs> And I say that I was living in a simulation where I just like kept living the same day over and over again. And I know the pandemic had a lot to do with that, but even outside of the pandemic, it just was so comfortable. It was, it wasn't pushing me to grow anymore. And this is putting me a little bit out of my comfort zone, a lot of it out of my comfort zone. And now I'm having to do new, like it's, it's great to introduce new energy because that will hopefully activate new things in your life. And that's what we want. We want to like activate that new energy to see what comes in. Okay. So a slight pivot on activating new energy in your social media strategy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's talk short form video content. Oh my God, my favorite. Do, do you like that transition for us? Love that. Love <laughs> that. Okay. So you are a short form video content expert. And so we're here to have you give us advice. And so I want to first maybe ask you, you got your microphone ready now. I want to ask you maybe how you started to get comfortable with TikTok because you were on TikTok before all of us were on TikTok doing aura stuff. So I would love Mm -hmm. to hear a little bit about that adjustment and then we can go for like how things are now. Okay, great. Well, started because I have a couple teenagers in my life. <laughs> so here we are. So I, I saw them doing these videos and I was like, hmm, you guys are pretty obsessed with this thing. <laughs> like, and this was pre-pandemic. And I was like, okay, well, this is kind of fun. And as I do, I've been a performer my whole life. And I also do, I'm a photographer and videographer. So like I creating content and writing stuff is not hard for me. So I do understand that all of this is in my skill set. And whenever I work with people on these things, I do see that it is more challenging for other people. So give yourself grace. If this is not as easy for you, this is 100% in my wheelhouse. So that's probably another reason why it was easier for me to adopt it. But the format is so... I love it so much. A, I like to consume the content there. And I think that that's what one, when you're deciding on what app or what service to devote your time to, whether it be Pinterest, Instagram, you should like to hang out on there too a little bit. Or if it's like Clubhouse, if that's your jam, if you're going to do that. Does Clubhouse still exist? What happened to Clubhouse? Clubhouse? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if people still do that, but I... (laughs) That was quick. um, Yeah, right? (laughs) RIP. But, or YouTube, you have to like, like to hang out on there too. So you can get to know the landscape. And, and I liked TikTok because it felt like the anti-Instagram, 
where it was giving me, it was giving me value, whether it was, I was laughing, I was learning, or I was like seeing something that was like, Oh my God, that's so beautiful. (laughs) Like there was always something that gave to me and the algorithm was so nuanced and so smart because it would get to know me by watch time, by whether I liked it, whether I followed and whether I shared it or commented. It's so, it gets to know you so well to where your for you page, which is good and bad because like then you're in your own echo chamber. But when you're, your for you page will get to be basically like exactly what you need. And like some, like, so I get shown a lot of small business stuff, like, you know, like I get shown like, yeah, a lot of small business marketing and funny videos is what I get shown. But like somebody, somebody else's and like somebody else's stuff could be like, you know, whatever, cars, something. But everybody's is, and that's what I really like about TikTok because it feels like not to use like safe place. I like that platform because it does feel like it's always joyish because I'm always getting shown the things that will spark joy in me. And he's like, oh, like they have me pegged because they're like always a female creator, like somebody that's like very, yeah. So we love that. So that's why I, I like that platform in and of itself. And then I started creating, just like putting stuff out there. And then eventually my video started getting more because I could see that I'm like, okay, I can maybe use this to create educational content about auras in, in this like short format. And I was playing with different ways of doing it. My first couple of videos weren't successful, but then when I did a really quick one about like how to read the aura, it was like a 15 second video of like quick how to read an aura. And I went do, 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 very soft. That one went like instantly like a hundred thousand. And I was like, oh, interesting. But it had like the anatomy of what makes a really great video where it's like quick, how do you read an aura? And I was like, okay, cool. I'm making you stop. I'm telling you exactly what I'm going to give you. And then I deliver it really quickly in an interesting way. And that's what makes a really strong short format video. And usually we'll have a call to action at the end. I don't have a call to action in the end, but it doesn't matter, but people still follow me. And so went from that, I was like, okay, well, people are liking this. And I would just test. And the good thing about short format videos are like, who cares? Test, test something out. It's, it's not precious. The, you don't have to have a pretty grid on TikTok. It does not matter. Your content can live your content can get shown on to people's for you pages for up to 90 days. So just because it doesn't pick up like the first 24 hours, it's like, you don't have to like go crazy about it. It can get picked up within like five days. Like who knows if something that you tagged or that you talked about, like becomes popular in five days. You just never know. Stuff has a longer shelf life on TikTok, which is as a content creator, that's like gold because I was like, one of the ways that I talk about Instagram is that like, I'm a 365 a day micro blogger. Like I have to create a little mini blog, 365 mini blogs, <laughs> because that's what sometimes they're a little, they're a meme and it's like easy. But other than that, it's, it's a lot of work to put together quality, digestible educational content for a specific audience. 
So, okay. So how does this translate to Instagram? Because as Mm -hmm. we both know recently, the head of Instagram just announced that Instagram is no longer a photo sharing app and they're going to, we already know this, but Mm -hmm. they've confirmed it, that they're going to prioritize video content. Mm -hmm. So what do you say to small business owners who have not embraced video content on Instagram or TikTok? What do you say to them? Well, welcome. <laughs> I would say join the click and like I they can still access my TikTok course. They cannot. They cannot. JK. Yeah. We'll Only, do it again. Yeah. We'll, we'll do, do another TikTok again. class. We'll, we'll do another I'll, TikTok class for members. We'll do another updated class or something yeah. because it does change. And if you want like for him to actually say that it's no longer a photo sharing app, which we knew all along, like for years, I mean, for years, we've seen the trend of like photos don't do well. Photos don't perform, especially as a photographer. It's wild because it's like, Oh, I have this beautiful photo, like three likes. It just doesn't even get shown to anybody. The impressions are super low. But then when you put together a carousel, an informational carousel or a a very like interesting, like a funny meme or quote, those get shared. Those get, those get views, those get likes. And so do videos. And when you post something, I have a couple people whose accounts I run that have lower follower accounts as opposed to the ones that have very high follower accounts. And they get, they get 10 X views for the, to their following on reels and the discoverability that you can get overnight on TikTok can be replicated through reels. So it is important. And the reason why I say that they're both linked together is because why not create the content on either one and then share it on both. If you're more familiar with Instagram and you want to get to with that interface, I would say create and edit the video on Instagram. If that's what you're more familiar with, post it on TikTok. And you can also bonus tip <laughs> posted on Pinterest, Pinterest right. stories, which I haven't checked if it's still a beta offering, but it it's given me a ton of impressions on there. And just regular Pinterest. Wait, so you're talking about Pinterest stories versus Pinterest on Pinterest gave interesting. a ton of, of really great numbers okay. to come back to my Instagram, but you can also just forward them to Pinterest. And so all of these short format videos, it gives you so much bang for your buck. And YouTube shorts is a thing now too. And you're able to share it to think. And I think also YouTube has YouTube shorts, yeah. but I don't, I don't mess with YouTube. They do. Yeah. Yeah. You can. And like, I think Snapchat also was trying to rip, rip off of that, but like it never went anywhere, but <laughs> Snapchat. It, it's yeah. What's Snapchat? I but you can, <laughs> you can get a lot of bang for your buck with these short videos. And with that also being said, like you have to have the goods in order to really make a, a solid video. It's not just like hopping on a trend and being cute. Although some people weirdly enough are like that good looking that they just like smile in a song. And that's like a million dollar, like a million views. Million dollar. Yeah. Million like dollar. <laughs> yeah. But like, all right, cool. That's not, that's not the life <laughs> that most of us lead. So you have to have a solid thought or idea and, or you have just a clear thought. And that's, what's going to really make a solid video is like being succinct with that message. Okay. So I would love to just, I'm writing this down. So I don't forget because that's what I do during podcasts sometimes. Okay. I would love to hear first off what makes a solid video 
Hmm. What are some, you know, ingredients? And then I want to circle back to logistics of actually repurposing because there are some sort of hurdles that you have to jump Uh over and I'd love to do that. So first ingredients. Okay. Ingredients of what makes a good TikTok. So good TikTok are real. I would say that you, there's a couple ways that I, that I, that you can do it. So you can either work off of an existing trend or you can create an original video that is just like a straight to camera or, or something along those lines. So we'll start with working off of a trend. So if you're working off of a trend that you see, it can either be a song or a move or a move or something that's happening. Usually there's a song that has like a couple of beats and you can tailor it to fit your niche. So if you're doing that, I would look at the video, look at a bunch of examples and be like, okay, I get what they're doing here. And then they're, they're making it about their business or whatever. So there's this one rug rat sound right now that has the dun, 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 And so it's essentially you're <laughs> so good. <laughs> you know, so you're doing five. Can you do sound impressions? Can that be a thing? <laughs> so basically what I had one of my clients do just now was create just, we had her record like straight to camera. And then we, for her niche, which is like holistic autoimmune health. We had her select like a five, boom, 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 like five words, a five word statement. And then we had her sync her fingers and then I edited it for her. So then she, we had like, but it's a clear thought. And then in the captions, we had like see more in captions and then she's explaining it in captions, but it's a bold statement about her niche, which is like great. Everyone, everyone that's a freebie reel right there. that the Sandra has just given to you by the time of this podcast, you know, everything's still trending. So that's a question. I use that sound during the pandemic for my aura business and it still works. Oh, you Um, used it that far ago. Okay. So it's still trending. See, there's the longevity of sounds and your homework assignment is to go make a video right now with that. Five. So your homework assignment will be to have a five word declarative statement that your customer needs to hear or like a need. Like I think what we used for her was autoimmune diseases are like, we are able to be something, whatever, basically just do it a five, five words, and then put point, 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 and then time it out. So then the words pop up where your finger is and that's it. Doesn't have to be crazy. It's one of the most simple videos that you can make and then describe, put a call to action, right? But then read more in the captions and then you're done. Read some value. And if moving the text around is something that you haven't done yet, I think the best way to do that is just to experiment and just yeah. get in there and try and do it. You just, you know, press the text that you're trying to move and then you can actually move the thing on the bottom to yeah. have the longevity of when it shows yeah, up. And it, it takes a, a couple of times. Yeah. It yeah. There's a little bit, slider. But- Play around with it. Have fun. That one is a very super simple one. You do want to just so then... I'm not giving you half-baked advice. You want to also in the very, you want to grab people in the first two seconds of the video with the title. So let's say, let's say it's, I could say like content creation myth and then boom, 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 boom. And then I would start my five word sentence. And then it's like for more in the comment or in the caption. And then I go into my whole Ted talk in the caption, but the, 
but the reel is a statement. It's not your whole book. It's, which is great for everyone, for all of us, because what a relief. We don't have to write our whole thesis statement. We're just saying one thought, like crystals don't have to be charged. Great. Or whatever. So And circling back to the read the caption, I just did that today for the first time too. And at the recording of this podcast time, Mm -hmm. but like when you, when you have people go into captions too, they're on your video longer as well. Mm -hmm. So that helps your, to get seen by more people as well. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like a little trick of the trade. If you have Mm -hmm. actually text on the video that says for more info, read the caption. Yes. And if you're. I'm not certain because I haven't read this about Instagram, but as far as like the text on the video being searchable, I know that on TikTok, when you type text on the video, it is indexable and searchable from the actual video itself. So if you're editing an app and you're adding text into the video, that is indexable as is the caption for TikTok. Those words actually matter. They're not like throwaway, like, like me, like put like a little, no, you want to put hashtags in there. You want to put words in there because it is really very discoverable on TikTok. And the way that Instagram is turning is turning definitely more into like a video search engine. And that's why with your name in your bio, it's very much highly recommended by literally everyone to have your name and then keyword of what you do in your, so then, because that is very searchable. And when people, if people are looking up Graphic designers, you want to have Ashley graphic designer on your thing, just in case. So wait, so yeah, back to short form video content. So we talked about doing a trend. So Mm -hmm. now what about just doing now? Yeah. So now if you want to do a, we love series. So again, it's a great idea to give value to your customers whether it's giving somebody a behind the scenes look at what your day is. If you're answering a frequently asked question, that's very, there's some people that are like my friend, Madeline Moon is very great at creating skits. She's a masculine feminine life coach and she not life coach, she probably hates that word, but like she's a a masculine feminine coach and she takes her subject matter and she creates these like sketches. Not everybody's going to do that. That's definitely her bag, but creating original content can be as easy as like, or somebody like, let's say someone like Taylor J shout out to another Virgo who owns a clothing store. Like that's an opportunity to like, even like to set it to like any song that, that she likes that sort of her business, like having, showing somebody like eight ways of wearing one thing or how to style your how to style this. Da, 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 da. There's so many opportunities to be like, answer your frequently asked questions through a 15 second video. But now Instagram made it. Now you can do reels for up to 60 seconds, which we weren't able to do until very recently. I don't know if I have that yet. I think I might still have 30. One of my, I don't know if, well, I got three minutes on TikTok. That just got to me, but I think I can still only do 30 seconds. Yeah. On my account, I can only do 30 seconds. I have a client who has access to the 60 seconds. Interesting. So you'll want to check your app to see on the reel. And when you basically try to open up your reels, you see where it says audio, then length. You can click on that. Mine says on my account, it says 1530. And then on my 
of their client's account, it does say 60 seconds, which is wild. I was like, there is all these, I just want to like do a little, a little note, a note from your host. There are all these people who tell, who give TikTok and real pointers, which is super mm-hmm. exciting. Like I learned that you could like slow down audio so you can actually mouth audio better. Mm-hmm. Sandra is a great person to follow. We'll obviously put all of her info and she does TikTok and real helps too. There's a couple others that I like that maybe I'll put out there. Rebel Nutrition is one. I love her reels. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so it's cool to like start to follow people who can help you do well also. And of course us, we do lots of tips here at Girl Gang Craft yeah. for you. And on my personal account, if you don't follow my personal account at Phoebe Sherman, shout out to myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's talk logistics for actually posting on TikTok and then uh-huh. Instagram or Instagram yeah. and TikTok. Because let me just tell you my personal dilemma. I don't have a perfect system for this yet. And as a lot of you know, Amanda runs our social media here at GGC. I obviously still make a lot of the video content because you see my face all the time. So what we do is lately I have been comfortable with Instagram more unless I'm doing a green screen thing. I don't know. Does Instagram has a green screen yet or is it just TikTok? Okay. Well, I don't know about that yet. So now we know Instagram has green screen, but so I've been filming mostly in Instagram. But the thing about that is when you try to download your video, you don't get the sound with it. And then if you already post it and you download it, you write, you now have that Instagram watermark. Mm-hmm. So for TikTok, right? If you are shooting in there, you can go back in for edit. You can click preview mode and screen record. And so that's what I'm trying to do mostly, but I I don't know. I just like Instagram. Do you have a different solution, Instagram to TikTok, or do you just suggest filming and TikTok and switching over to Instagram? Or of course, like cutting a video in something like Adobe Rush. Well, (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, no, yeah, no, the microphone's back. So this is a great question. It is up to, it depends on your, cause I'm, crazy. So I don't mind having like seven apps where I'm doing the thing, but I do also like to be efficient. And where I'm most efficient is if I create a video on TikTok, I will screen record it and then I will edit it back down and then share it on Instagram. If I'm doing something on Instagram, you can't really screen record it because the text still uh, shows or like the like ghosty stuff. Still show, so it's, yeah. not, it's not great, but you can save it without the audio. If you just so happen to have the audio like sync up, like it can get difficult to sync up the video if you're importing them to TikTok. My only workaround that that I would suggest if you really want to use Instagram to edit and you want to share to other apps and you want to essentially like share it to TikTok or even just share it like over text to like Amanda, for instance. Right. Cause I have to like, I film it in my personal and then I have to send it to her to get posted on GGC, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So then we have to like re-put the audio in on GGC, which sometimes works. Yeah. Which sometimes works. So unless you have like what I did with like my client who we, she filmed it remote. We were on zoom she was filming on her phone and I was like coaching her through the, <laughs> through here. So what we did was I sent her the sound so she could record it on her device. 
Then she sent me the, she saved the video without sound. And then I had, I just, on my phone, I saved that sound and I uploaded it, but that's a very specific situation to where you're having somebody. Right. And we're still going, we were going Instagram to Instagram. And then you have to find the sound on TikTok, which is the difficult part. If you're trying to also get that Instagram sound onto TikTok. What I would recommend in that sense is getting an app like Splice. I use that, which is a video editing app. I think it's free if I pay for it. (laughs) I don't know. I do. I probably do. But Splice, I've used that to, and this is going to get a little bit tricky for some people, but if you, if you are a little bit literate, then you can follow me on this. So you will import, you can save the video with like without any audio in app then you can run it through again and screen record it so we can get that that audio and then you can sync it in a splice which is you can extract mm, the audio the from sound. the one with yeah. the bad video yeah and then just sync it so okay. that is clunky you could also do that on really any video program we could do that on rush too you could also like yeah. voice over in rush if that's something you want to do yeah. too so it's clunky yeah it's not ideal so that's why typically i do prefer starting on TikTok, TikTok. unless you're all sounds are original anyways over there too. So, I mean, I just, I'm consuming Instagram and like, I'm lately I've been on Instagram for real sounds and, but maybe I should start like mining for, for TikTok sounds instead. Instagram is also, it has like cute, like the filters are cute and things like that. So there's benefits to being on Instagram, but it is clunky to go Instagram to TikTok. It's more, it's more cumbersome because you yeah, can also remove, there are also programs where you can remove the watermark. Yeah. TikTok videos. Right. But safe talk is just, it hasn't been TikTok working. Hasn't worked, but I found another one. Which um, one? I use, we use Capwing also sometimes, but the tick save is the one that I just started using. Okay. That's helpful. I will look into that. And we also use cap wing for any video on Instagram, but that's been, it's been iffy. Yeah. I use for captions for captions. The one that I use is called mixed captions. And I use that for some long form videos or stories that were shot outside of Instagram when I bring them in for clients to just have it be like a little bit more profesh than the because I know that not everybody has access to this in their stories feature, but uh, oh, for captions, captions. what was you the know? app you said again? It's called Mix Captions. Mix Captions. Okay. Um, right. I believe that's free. Cool. Well, any last tips for people who are still hesitant to, and I'm trying not to say still, there is no, there is still time for you to hop on video. It's not over yet. You didn't miss the bus. Like, there's no, but, but welcome. It's, it's something to keep, consider. It's only going to keep getting more relevant. And I think that what a lot of people are afraid of is being in front of the camera. And that's not everybody's bag. Not everybody is down with being in front of the camera. And for that, that's totally fine. I would suggest, especially if you're a product-based business, process behind the scenes, showing any ways of how to use your product or even something like like I think for for Hannah's for the for the tea, I was like, hey, do something like really like aesthetic because sometimes people just really like to look at things that are pretty. So if that's your thing, do that. Add 
value entertainment wise, make me laugh or make me think it's pretty. Like that's usually the go-to and you can do that without showing your face. Yeah. Yeah. And just like do it. You can always delete it. Also, that's why I think TikTok is great. Cause like, if you have most of your, if you have most of your audience on Instagram, that's, you can feel that that's high stakes. Guess what? If you start doing a TikTok and get used to everything there, no stakes, no one's watching. You don't have to like no pressure, just do it. Just create to learn and to mess up. You can archive them. No one ever has to see them, but you're playing. And that's why another reason why I'm a fan of TikTok. TikTok, however, is problematic (laughs) in a lot of ways. So it's not to say that it's a perfect app. There's a lot of things that are happening right now with black creators and people of color being censored and LGBTQIA like plus members are also being banned. And non-skinny folks too. Yeah. So many like interesting things are happening with the app. And I think that in in its infancy, it was meant to be a very family-friendly app. And so I think it's still trying to do that, but by doing that, they're basically excluding black censoring. Yeah. Any, like any marginalized community. And I just posted a video on my story today. They won't, it won't be on my story. Yeah, I posted it too. Yeah. 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 About like, the black creators yeah. being censored for anything, but it's okay for them to say white supremacy, but it's not okay for them to say black lives matter. What? That's bananas. And so I mean, they need to fix that because <laughs> like yeah. black creators at this, at the moment of when we're doing this, when we're recording this, black creators aren't stri- like creators are on strike for Megan Stallion's song because, you know, of the like black people are creating, black women are creating these dances that then are being white creators are taking advantage of. And I mean, it's a gift to the world, but they're profiting off and not giving proper credit to the creator. So it is problematic. It's not perfect. And one of the things that I was mentioning to you earlier that, you know, using these trends is a tool. It's, just, it's a strategic tool, like using these songs, like the Rugrats one that I talked to you about. It's a tool to get in front of more people. And that's a tip where it's like, okay, if I'm using a trending sound, it might not feel super authentic, but you know what? It is a strategy to be found to when you're using a popular sound, you are going to get served to more people. And that's just increasing your odds. Is it? It's a strategy. Even if it feels like maybe a slightly inauthentic, just try it. You can always archive it. No one, it's the, no one cares. I mean, that's a good exercise in letting go of perfectionism. Both of our Virgos here have had to sort of drop some of that. So, you know, we're great. You know, we've, we've, we're, we're we're working on it all the time. And, you know, when we let go of that, some magic can happen. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Anyways, Lysandra, this has been amazing to have you on. Can you tell everyone where they can find you? Yeah, you can find me on the Instagrams, Lysandra Vasquez with two underscores in the middle because the other versions were taken. And my last name is with two Zs. But yeah, I'm here. And who knows what I think like who knows what the rest of 
like my work life will be, but I know that like, I'm in, especially like with us in girl gang craft community, that's a beautiful thing of being in community and having each other is that anytime we want to grow in our career, if you, if you come to these events and if you get to know people, you have a, you have someone in your, in your corner, like Stephanie with like your, if you want to go and like have your resume redone, like you, there's so many people and so many resources in this. So community. shout out to elevate your career. <laughs> yeah, shout out. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you, there's so many resources that we have at our disposal when you're joining a community to like girl gang craft. So I just think that any, anything that you can do to be a part with like fellow business owners, you're always going to have a safety net because you might know somebody that might know somebody. If I decide to pivot again, you might, you know, it's all, it's all good. So having this network is a benefit to everybody. I didn't pay her to say that. (laughs) Thank you, Lysandra. Mic drop. We'll put all of her info in the show notes and on our summary on site. If anybody has any questions, like I'm very friendly for the most part. You can, (laughs) you can like ask me if there's enough interest, I'll teach another class because it is again, something that sometimes people just need to be walked through it once or twice. And I'm happy to do it. It's just, you know, time. You know, time's a thing. Well, thank you so much. We'll direct all of our community to you and everyone start embracing short form video content. You've got this. Yay. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to the Girl Gang Craft podcast. Head to girlgangcraft.com slash podcast for show notes and more. See you next time.